1: friends welcome to the no bullshit guide to life with me bangs and a bun in london
0: and me lamara over in new york What up, no? Yo. <laughs>
1: that was a nice harmony we just did
0: i try i try I it. you know the um, album may be dropping next year people we've been oh do you know what, yeah first up apologies because life really got in the way for both of us so we we took a week off folks yeah um, and we're sorry if you missed out on the regular dosage of badass that is us two over on the airwaves. Yeah. But we're back. We're back.
1: Also, I mean, Lamara was doing interesting things with her time that she's <laughs> going to talk about in a second. My life, not so interesting, but, you know, at least one of yeah. us has something decent to talk about.
0: The, the, the stuff I was doing may have just earned me the yeah. um But yeah, we missed you. Thank Yay. you for tweeting us and keeping us in your memories. Um, God, that sounds so sad. Uh as in, oh they really, 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 really went missing.
1: And let's be real, it was a week. Let's just It was it. a week. <laughs> I mean it wasn't yeah, a prolonged back. hiatus. Happy to be back. Yeah. And uh, yeah.
0: Let's rock. Let's do this. Do
1: you want to call bullshit on something this week?
0: I do, Bangs! I really do. Um this week, people, um, Excuse me if you're hearing a whirring in the background. By the way, my fridge has decided to communicate with the whole of the house. Um, but this week, I call bullshit in true honesty and transparency. I call bullshit on myself, bangs. Um Damn,
1: homie, what happened? What what happened in that week off? Jesus Christ! It's just when we think what we're getting somewhere. Was-
0: yeah. No. Totally. Um always getting somewhere, but understanding that where you are, um, where you think you are, sorry, might not be where you actually are. Um, we talk a lot about this process of going through things. So I understand that in one week I may be here and then the next week it may just be a little bit off to where I, I think I am. I call bullshit on myself, especially after a week of the week show we had when I was saying, you know, give yourself a fucking break. I totally went into the mindset of not giving myself a break. And that just really uncomfortable spiral of uh, fear, anxiety, clamming up, uh, forgetting to breathe. All the things that I had said for people to do, um, disclaimer, always take my advice with a pinch of salt. Um, I just didn't do. And I didn't give myself a break. And, we have talked about the negative effects of that. But just to be blatantly bloody honest with you guys, I am an imperfect, perfect human being. There's a lot in life I'm figuring out, trying to find, search for and get answers to. So one week I might just be like, yeah, this is it. am going to rock this out. I'm here. I'm all for it. And then I might Totally pull back and be different. And I'm learning to give myself a break in that respect. So just understanding that sometimes things aren't always running in a constant order. Um, and I think it's because I forgot to check in with myself. I think it's because I let thoughts go off yonder and go on a merry go round without reconnecting them back to myself. I hadn't run in a hell of a long time. Um, so having an opportunity to do that again was giving myself a break and, and reconnecting me with myself. But I'd say I'm calling bullshit on myself because sometimes you just need to. Yeah. Sometimes you really just need to have a word with yourself and think Are all the things you're saying with, do you buy into? Are you just saying them or do you actually believe them? And there's a bit and a part of that. Um, but I just particularly felt in that week, Lamara, call bullshit on yourself. Because you know better. You know better. And uh, just to snap myself out of, of some stuff. Wow. So, yeah.
1: And are you closer to doing that? Yes. Good. Yes,
0: I am. Well, that's I am. good.
1: I'm sorry that you had to call bullshit on yourself. But, hey, like you say, sometimes that's what you got to do, to snap out of it. Sometimes just
0: that's exactly what you want to do. And I don't ever want to come across... Um, to people that know me and people that don't know me as some fake, stunting person. Mm. That's not me, fam. That's never been me. Mm. So, I feel more confidence in saying, you know what? I call bullshit on myself and my actions. Um, Holding yourself to an accountability sometimes is not a bad thing. And if you realise that without someone calling you out on it, more power to you. Yeah. So, yeah. That's me. Mm. Okay.
1: I like it. And,
0: Oh, why, thank you. What about your fine self, Banks? What do you call bullshit on this week?
1: Um, I call bullshit on the fact that I've just been on lockdown for basically this entire month while I study for an exam, which thankfully I got out of the way yesterday. But,
0: I just, um,
1: st- well, I mean, let's dial it back with the yays because I don't have my <laughs> results yet. So just CZZ does it there. Um, But, yeah, just... I'm not going to call bullshit on studying, per se, because clearly that's important. Um, that's important. Pe- you, you know, you've got to learn shit. And anatomy and me in physiology, you know, very interesting. But you do reach a point with the human body where you're like, we fucking get it, fam. You do a lot of fancy shit. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I just feel the more I was getting into this studying, the more I was like, well, the body's just showing off now. You know, like all of the fancy things... I get it. Well, I mean, I don't really get it because my brain evidently is not wired for science. But, you know, I was doing my best out here. But basically, I've just been on lockdown trying to figure this thing out. And it's just, you know, you get out what you put in, which is hopefully Mm -hmm. the truth because I worked really freaking hard. So I'm hoping I've at least (laughs) scraped a pass in this exam. Otherwise, I'm going to have to really retest that whole you get out what you put in theory. Exactly. I don't want to have to call bullshit on that next week.
0: Well, some to hey, but we, we've, as we're understanding, sometimes it's right to go back to that drawing board. But I hear True. you, I hear you, yeah, I hear you.
1: So yeah, I just Damn. well, I mean, yeah, I don't really know what I'm calling bullshit on there. I guess just being completely exhausted of studying one thing for months on end. But yeah, so that's that. Yes. And then, so people, we're introducing a new little segment now because
0: new things, new things alert,
1: <laughs> new things alert. Um, which I feel is good because you know, both of us are pretty positive people and we realised, hey, calling bullshit on something, that's a pretty negative way to kick off a show. We should balance it out with good shit. Right? So the next segment is calling good shit on something. What do you call good shit on? (sighs)
0: so.
1: (sighs) Oh my God, I I just remembered, I I just remembered what you're going to talk about and I'm having a little freak out moment. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, I just got excited all over again. Okay, like, get into it, get into it. I'm sitting here
0: and I'm just sitting here. No, no fecky each- lyrics. No, on. please no. Don't. Although my hypeness of the encounter I experienced and the person I met was equal to being in a grime rave or re-listening to Mr. Jam 60 Minutes with all of the and them. and... If you know how much I love that set, you know I was on 100 people. The good shit that happened was by chance um I happened to be in Austin, Texas last week, casual. Uh cas- casual like casual. Um I was there for work, checking out South by Southwest. And a few days before I got there, I just, you know, little email notification popped up that hey, um the President of the United States is going to be speaking at South by Southwest. Mr Stop, Barack Obama the mic. Mr. Barack hussein Obama God, was you. just going to be just going to be there speaking, you know, calm, sure. not hype, not hype. Not casual. It then transpired people that I would be watching him speak live. I would be in the same auditorium. Sharing the same air, dust particles flying around, looking live and direct at the legend, the triple OG, cooler than ice cream on a hot summer's day. Man, that is Barack Obama.
1: I cannot. <sighs> I'm trying to hold in a squeal right now. I'm holding it in, like excitement. Level and people is real. be like,
0: "It's just an audience with." Na 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 back. If you think Barack Obama is cool and you fuck with what he says and he does, and you're like, do you know what Barack? You's alright. You smart, DJ Khaled voice, right?
1: <laughs> I just the visual of like Khaled being like, you smart. You you smart. loyal. You stop,
0: Barack. You Jesus. smart.
1: Stop. Okay. Scrap all of that because until you're
0: sat in audience with him, he just oozes the most unfathomable, inflappable, cool there is. This guy is ridiculous. He gave so many clapbacks. He is so sure. And I think we're really in an interesting time with Barack where he basically was like, look, guys, I got 10 months left. Uh, fallback. I know how much time I got left. So I'm going to do and say whatever the hell I want to say because it's not up to me anymore. He's entered, I think, in the last bit of his reign, a real, real sense of himself, of like, my job here is done. Mm. (laughs) He made some really witty jokes uh, around areas which you wouldn't expect. He was talking about just, you know, people forget that when I came in, you know, I got us out of a great, great depression. Um, I gave affordable healthcare to everyone, and he shrugged, and he was like, "Thanks, Obama." The whole auditorium cracked up. Like he's he's cooler than cooler than cool than cool than cool. I cannot stress it enough. That was the good shit that happened to me, and I feel extremely privileged as someone who years ago I was like kicking myself, like, why the hell didn't you go to DC to like watch this man be inaugurated and then sworn in again? So to just, just have that, share that space with him. Um, was all types of awesomeness. I, I just, I'm saying it and I'm smiling because that is really in my life so far a monumental moment. Did he arrive so on I a unicorn? T- I don't, he arrived on a unicorn with some fairy dust. Wow. He had his sleeves rolled up. Like he was. I love him. Oh, God. I just, oh, if I, oh, I, I can't, I can't. He's cool. The president of the United States is cool. And I have a lot of respect for him. Um, and that was my good shit, man. That, yeah. Yeah. I
1: wonder what he's going to do after all this. Like, Mic drop. Did he say that? What he's going to do after? So it was interesting. Can you it just give me a condensed version of the talk that he gave? Just, <laughs> if you've got any slides. Yeah, sure. we, Like Okay, Sure.
0: Sure. <laughs> Sure, for those of you who weren't uh, privy in that 2,000-person audience like myself, not rubbing it in or anything, it was really interesting... Um, So South by Southwest is originally known as a music festival, then turned to interactive and film. So you've got this space where tech and innovation and the future of is all going. So trying to understand, a lot of people are questioning what the hell is he doing there? Like, what is your role and your place there? Um, And like I said, I think I liken it to a lot of where his politics or where his personal stance is now. He's on his way out. He's kind of moving into the next phase of himself being like this free, and I say free uh, with air quotes around it, this free human being, where he can be in different public spaces. He talked then a lot about being in the audience with people. And I think looking at looking at it as from a insider outsider perspective if that makes sense he came with a message which was basically these are the brightest and baddest minds in the world in the world of tech i need you to do some shit there's some shit that is out of my reign which i'm kind of charging you to pick up the impetus and and run with it and go forward like keep creating Keep reforming government through technology and holding people to account accountability. That was the main takeout of his message. Then after that was like because I'm not here and I'm going to be in the audience with you guys and I want to make sure that this change is still coming through. It was a real it was a real big pass the baton moment. Right. Um, so in terms of. Hinting What actually made me cry this week was that Michelle Obama said she's never going to run for president. I, I can't fathom a world where that doesn't exist. But I think Obama's very much looking forward to just chilling. I think he's entering more of the let me just rap with Lin-Manuel Miranda on the white steps porch, you know, that type of don't give a fuck swag Obama. I think he's just going to be in the audience out on public, possibly speaking his mind a bit more yeah. than he has in eight years. Um, but still just being this all-around cool, awesome dude. Like, Obama... Well, everyone should know that Obama's are goals, people. They're, like, squad, life, goals. Yeah. Um, yeah, if that answers your question... i i, 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 I He's going to probably be popping up in an audience near you, you know? Mm. That kind of guy. That type of guy. Well,
1: yeah. I'm very happy for you that you got to experience that while also being wildly jealous of you. <laughs> <laughs> don't jealous me fam don't jealous don't me, jealous me. Um, but yeah. what
0: about you bags? I mean it's a hard act to follow after mate what seriously I said.
1: Um, <laughs> well I don't have an Obama you- story yeah. um, no oh, you don't sadly not no um, yeah to just dial it all the way down um, to a, a level of extreme boring um, the good shit that happened to me was um, also kind of as a side to all the extensive studying I've been doing of anatomy and physiology. The reason I've been doing that is because for roughly the past 276 years, I've been studying to become a Pilates instructor, um, which is taking me an extremely long time. I think I was doing it in a past life and the gods saw how long it was taking me and they were like, oh, you're going to have to die and just come back and try this shit again because it's going to take you a long, long time. Um, So in this, my third life, I am now still studying to be a Pilates instructor. Um, Anyway, I'm in the home stretch of this thing (laughs) and I have my final assessment in um, a few weeks. As I'm telling this, people, I realise how boring this story is, but listen, it's a little victory for me this week. So... Um, midweek, basically, um, I have to practice what I'm going to be teaching in my assessment, okay? Bear in mind, I could really go... I should have actually called bullshit on the company that I'm studying this thing with, because seriously, all of the bullshit, but... um <laughs> basically the way that this course is structured is I get three practical weekends where I learn the actual exercises. Okay. So that's just me learning the exercises. That's not me actually teaching anything. And then my final assessment is me teaching an entire class, right? So I can't even tell you all the gaps that there are in this process that would lead you to believe that teaching an hour long class at the end of it is nowhere near possible, which uh, is kind of how I'm feeling at the moment. Anyway, I have to practice this hour-long class, and I kind of obviously I'm do, I'm a spin instructor, one of the many things that I do, um, and I work with really awesome people at the studio that I teach at. I'm super lucky to work with just a bunch of fucking badasses who are just like there for you and want you to win, right? And mm. so I kind of put the feelers out and was like, listen, I don't really know what I'm doing with this Pilates thing but I have to practice a class. Like, is anybody available on this day to just kind of come along and let me kind of use your bodies a little bit to practice this thing on? And nine people showed up um, and let me teach this class to them. And I'm calling that good shit because I just you know the power of your tribe man you know just people who kind of get behind like they don't have to give up their time for me at all you know what i mean i'm sure they all probably had way better things to do that day but the fact that they gave up their time because they believe in what i'm doing and they know it's important to me really touched me and it was some good shit you know what i mean and they were kind of patient with me while i because trust me by no means do i really know what i'm doing in this thing and they were really (laughs) super patient and um, just really sweet about it and gave me really good, productive feedback. And, you know, it it made me feel good about what I'm doing. And they all, um, despite the hiccups and things that occurred during it, they all really enjoyed the session and said that it made them want to learn more and all that kind of thing. So which I could not have asked for anything better, really. So I'm calling good shit on having good people in your circle who are just in your corner yes. and want you to win, you know? I just yes. that is a really, really special feeling. So I mean it's no smile. Obama story, but you know <laughs> No, but I think
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, it's no Obama story. It's All a right. worthless story. No, it's 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 vitally important. It's vitally important, you know, in terms of talking about friendship, people that show up, people that support you, people that just want you to win. Who, uh, by any means, they can lend a hand or a piece of support, they will. Those are the people. Right. Those are the people that Such really matter. Good people,
1: yeah. like, and it's so yeah. important. And it makes me want to be a better person. You know what I mean? It makes me want to make sure that I'm that person for other people. You know, it's a real kind of. Yes. It just makes you. Yes. I'm, I'm on a real kick at the moment about just showing up and like being there and doing shit you know what I mean and I think that was just really affirming for me the you know and I had to kind of like check in with myself and be like okay do I do that for other people when they ask something of me like yeah and let me make sure that I yeah. am being that person and not just expecting shit from other people and never returning massively that. yeah yeah
0: Massively. And we talked about this a bit when we were talking about friendship, like how understanding it as a two-way street and like what are you putting in and what are you getting back? And are you that friend you think you are for someone or are you not? showing? There's a lot to be said for just showing up. Um, Right, yes. Mm -hmm. I've learned that just someone being present is like an invisible cosign, you know, that you really you 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 kind of forget how much you respect and you need that until that person is there and then you're like oh shit like that person matters or that moment matters yeah. showing up and being there for someone is um you know i wish people could i i'm throwing my hands up because that means so flipping much yeah um yeah no i'm with you i'm with you check in with yourselves people you know. like it's 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 a it's a bit about what can you give, give a friend, like, by just the nature of maybe sending that text, or taking them out to coffee, or, you know, listening to what they have to say, or or being, you know, a test on me in their Pilates class, like, you need to run a presentation by me, show, show up, it, it means, it means the world to people.
1: Yes, to all of that, yes, I didn't really realise, like, I think it was a big thing for me this week, because I've been so isolated while I've been studying for this thing, yeah. like, I just haven't, you know i've literally been like work home walk the dog home like that's all i've been doing and so it re- it meant it kind of really hit home with me because i don't think i have been able to kind of contribute as much as i would have liked to to other people mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. far this month and the fact that they kind of recognize how hard i've been working on this thing and just kind of came out and gave me an hour and were like, We know, we get it. We know you've been working hard and yeah, cool, we're here for you. It was just really powerful yeah. for me because, um, you know, because people don't have to give a shit, quite frankly. People don't have to give a shit at all. And no, the fact that they no, do they is don't, like, They don't, That's so true.
0: No, people don't have to give a shit about you or what you're going through. Um, and then it really matters the people who, who decide to turn up and show their solidarity and their support in um in ways that you really don't think will affect you but but do that really do you know nine yeah. people turning up sitting down and and letting and letting you uh teach them something and then be your test dummies i know is, is really quite amazing um we're, we're moving now we're you know We're busy people. I often had to, like, you schedule a luncheon with someone on this date for an hour, the whole afternoon. And, you know, we're we're in this franticness of trying to just, like, fit people into our lives that it's the little things that then do resonate more and matter, or just the people just want to turn up to support you. Right.
1: Um, I felt like Jay-Z, like, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you were here with me. I was getting a mask, man. Like,
0: Life through rap lyrics is a life well lived, I tell it's ya. It's the only I way I
1: want to live my life forevermore, in all seriousness. Yeah. It's the only way Shout my life can th- make sense.
0: <laughs> Shout out to them. Shout out to you, man. I keep my fingers crossed over here Thanks, for that, them exam results.
1: God damn it. Lord knows I need it. All the luck. Um, but, yeah.
0: What lends itself nicely to what we're going to talk about then,
1: True.
0: I think is the fact that you put the work in.
1: Oh, segue! You... Segway!
0: <laughs> <laughs> See how I was sliding in there? I yeah? like, that was um, slick
1: as a muff, like a right there. It, 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 Why,
0: well, thank you. Um, yeah, putting the rotted work in. Nothing. Work, work, was...
1: work, 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 work,
0: work, 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 a segment about putting the work in without referencing the Beijing princess that is Rihanna.
1: Obviously, Queen Rihanna's coming Feel, into that. Love. Like
0: theme tune for this is Rihanna work, the aesthetics, the lyrics, yes. all of that video, all of that, all of that to just I be just... one of the pieces of yarn on her string best dress.
1: I am is... over here dutty whining on Drake right now. Is <laughs> that's the level I'm at that's where i'm So going if it. you didn't if you didn't
0: know guys um, what we're going to be talking today uh, is on the subject of work or putting the rotted work in as i like to say mm. and i'm often reminded because rome wasn't built in a day um if you put as my dad always told me if you put nothing into nothing you get nothing if you put something into nothing you get something there's something about the effort of which you have to give things possibly the time in which you have to give them but knowing constantly that you are giving it energy time space effort all of the things for it to materialize to what you want it to be there's a lot to be said for putting the work in and Not putting the work in and seeing those results um, on the opposite spectrum. But it's important. And I think for me personally, like in what I'm personally doing, having maybe a realistic end goal, but doing nothing to obtain that goal is bullshit or professionally wanting to get to the end before even fucking meddling around and getting to the nitty gritty of something is bullshit. And I've just been reminded this week um, and definitely through like Bang's experience of trying to, you know, kick this Pilates exam's um, ass, of how much time and effort and ultimately how much work you have to put into things to get the result you want. Um, yeah. Yeah, I saying? think
1: for me, what this subject means is... Um, on some level. And I don't know if this, I think this is kind of a generational thing. Well, I say generational, but say kind of people who are graduating high school mm-hmm. or uni now, I feel like there's an attitude of, I'm not going to say entitlement necessarily, but there's an element of that for sure. Um, I, as a blogger, get the occasional email from a new blogger being like, you know, hi, Really like your blog, like everything you've done with it. Can you just tell me how you did that? Um, and because I really want to do that. So can you just tell me how you did that? Mm, mm. Cool. But the, but w- essentially what they're saying, and usually sometimes they will explicitly ask this, is kind of how do I get free shit? How do I get on the lists of PR people? How do I get people to notice me? It's kind of that they just want to know, like, how did you get to this bit that you're at now? They don't just like we were talking um earlier before we even jumped on this podcast about the process right of what it took for you to get there i.e the work 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 if we're gonna quote Rihanna um yeah (laughs) and I think that what's important is like cool yeah I could tell you how I did it but that doesn't necessarily mean that's how it's gonna work for you you know exactly and also if I do tell you that bit like The reason I got there was because I learned lessons along the way as I was doing it. So if you don't put that work in, you're not going to learn whatever lessons you need to learn while doing that. And also, if you let yourself go through the process, do the work, you may find that your path changes. Like you've got to do it in order to discover what the end goal actually is. You might think it's one thing, but then you start doing the work and realize, oh, actually...
0: It's this, actually completely different. Yeah, it's actually completely thing. different. I think there's something definitely to be said of shortcutting the process or all the little bits which you someone people sorry someone people some people might consider to be little and insignificant are actually the biggest bits in getting to where you need to be. Shortcutting those for the end goal will serve you no purpose. I'm guilty of it. I think that you can start off at A and then jump to Z. All the re- those twenty four letters of the alphabet in in the in the middle, those are valuable steps and shit you need yeah, to be going
1: through. Yeah, they for. matter. Like
0: and all I the think pieces matter. In that mindset of let me just go from here to here, and shortcut that you're not learning. That's not putting the work in. No. Um, that's not finding out so much about yourself and the process, or maybe how you relate to something. Is this the right thing? Is this the wrong thing? There's a lot to be said, and you know, talking, talking out loud for someone who sometimes feels a bit stuck in the mud with shit. But there's a lot to be said for just looking at it in the bigger picture. Like if it's hard now and I'm really muddling through it, there may just be a little glorious lesson that I'm trying to take for it. Like not to your own chagrin and not to your death. Like don't let it fucking kill you. Yes. But in those muddle bits, those muddling middling bits, right? There's a lot to be said for sticking there working it out and then trying to get to the other end because that's where you find I feel a certain extent the solutions to your problems right and it's through being in this really uncomfortable bit where all the nitty-gritty is that you do realize you know this isn't fucking for me or nah I just do want the end result now so I'm just going to get out of that and just jump straight to the end but putting the work in is it's integral I think, um, and it's something that shouldn't be overlooked or or just bypassed because even if, as I'm learning, even if it doesn't ladder up to the thing that you think it is, there's a lot to be said of you and your character building that you're going through that, that um, and what you might ultimately learn about yourself. Totally. Um, I think it also there is something with society um, and we've talked a little bit, like we do about instant gratification and the the image of yourself that you put out that like when I said, you know, people think you're living a dream and I'm like, but there's a very harsh and true reality behind what I do in my every day and how I try and navigate that, that people not, might not see. But there has been maybe this culture of like, I just want it now. Yeah, totally. um, And I think, Part of that maybe comes from there's a thing called time, which I'm learning that I'm less and less maybe in control of, that I really want to control, that I have no hold over. I think wanting to bypass the bullshit and not put the work in is because we may think we're running out of time to do everything we want to do.
1: Um, yeah, I call bullshit on that though. I think that's I call yeah. bullshit on that. Definitely. Definitely. And because I think like, to just want to, like, and I understand, like, yeah, obviously we're all working or not working towards something and we want that end result. But I would, I think if you just want to get to the end bit and not put any of the work in, what's your motivation then? Just all the glory with none of the work? Like, it doesn't make sense. Also, if you don't put the work in, you're never actually going to really have a full understanding of whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. Does that make sense? Like, my parents, <laughs> sense,
0: mate.
1: my parents, um, Run a publishing business, so they produce monthly magazines. So, the beginnings of that was my dad working out of uh, the spare bedroom in their old flat and him doing all the sales calls himself, him researching printers. My parents would hand deliver the magazines themselves, thousands of magazines themselves on the weekends, like when this business first started. Now, obviously, the business has grown. They're 10 years deep. They have salespeople who make the calls to advertisers. They have deliverers who deliver the magazines. Um, They have, you know, a staff, albeit a very small one, that put the magazine together. But there is not a part of that business that either of my parents do not know inside out. Like, they've built that business from the ground up. So whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, would you not rather know Every element of it from the inside out so that when you get to the top bit, you can pass that knowledge on Then, So you can employ a staff and be like, look, I've done every single bit of this job that you're about to do. So I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I would think that's kind of an important process. And I just think it's a it's kind of a shame when people want to bypass that and think that there's nothing valuable in it. Like only the end shiny bit. matters.
0: I hear you. Then, then it becomes a question, not of time then, but just how much you're willing to test your character. Right. How much you're, you're willing to be uncomfortable and not feel settled in yourself and constantly be uh, forever searching, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, maybe that's what scares people. I think to a certain extent, that's what scares me. It's the how much do you want to put yourself out on a limb here, Lamara? Oof. How much do you do you want the challenge of the challenge? Um, so then, yeah, maybe it's not time. Maybe it's just, do you want to test your character? Are you willing to make yourself feel a bit uncomfortable? Because as we're identifying, I think we both would agree that there's a lot to be said for those moments of then holistically knowing maybe your business or yourself. Um, but I think what I want to say also is like, how quick it is to get detracted from putting the work in Um, and like areas of motivation where you might snap out of you know that you know it's going to be a test of character you know you kind of have to do that and then you're just like nah plug out
1: of course everybody has those uh, moments everyone has those moments where they're like oh fuck this of course I think that's standard that's like par for the course
0: yeah and just throwing the pieces of paper up in the air and being like nah man's done I'm out peace mic's (laughs) up see you later um (laughs) i really wish you could mic drop a lot of moments Uh, in life
1: i want to actually just carry a mic around with me for those moments (sighs) i think we all should
0: no we should we let's let's try that um but yeah putting the work in man it's just i'm reminded of it like daily in what i do um of how much of learning a new position or learning a new team or or area of the business is just, there's a lot behind the scenes. There's a lot behind the scenes, which require your attention,
1: yeah.
0: require your patience a lot, require your, your faith um, and constantly require your smarts. And by that, I mean, there's something in, You can be so tapped out, I think, of not wanting to put the work in and not so much taking the shortcut, but then dismissing yourself entirely. Like, you're not built for this. I'm not built for this. Like, that's a reaction to not putting the work in. Um, And then you get to the stage of, like, let's just take a long look in the mirror. You are. You can. You will. Um, If any of that made any sense. I think at the heart of what I'm trying to say is kind of controlling or understanding how much you mentally block yourself from putting the work in rather than what's physically going on around you. Work is work, right? In whatever essence of what you're doing, whatever field you work in, there's there's joy to be found in it. But work is work. Work is that process. Work is putting those hours in. Mm. There's a part of it which will just always go on around you or with or without you in it right that's the nature of the business when you factor yourself into that how much are you willing to be a part of that right it's just something I'm realizing and understanding and then how much are you going to talk yourself out of that um do you see the the dots I'm trying to trying to make here yeah 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 (laughs) kind of loosely we're there um in terms of are you gonna attune yourself out of, to all of that process, all of the, the bits that come with the nature of doing something, not for the shortcut, right? But just because you don't feel like you can do it. Um, I take issue sometimes, and I think it's relatable, with people saying you're stronger than you think you are. Sometimes I take issue with what strength is, because it may totally make people feel like they can't be vulnerable at certain times um and I'm all for the vulnerability and the honesty and the transparency but it's knowing in you there's a little bit I feel like there's a little bit more of you to always give in a situation which is testing it is hard and which is really getting um you going and knocking you out of the process of thinking you can't do it in that within work there's a little bit more of you always to give mm. there's a little bit more of you that should try um I'm thinking randomly of, I don't know if anyone out there watches the US version of The Office, which is the greatest version of it all. And I believe it's Rosie O'Donnell's character. She takes over um, Dunder Mifflin paper and she's one night working late and they're all getting ready to pack up at five, right? And Michael Scott, played by Steve Carell, goes in there and he's like, we're just going to leave. And he's like, she's like, okay, if you think you've done enough to own the day, you can leave. Everyone was like, hell no we ain't let's go back to the desk Mm. and it got to about nine and he was like no I think we have I think we have um is there that little bit more of yourself you can you can um you can give to it before just being like let me throw the papers up in the air tap out mic drop I'm done
1: yeah yeah that does make sense (laughs) but I think that's like that's everything that that well that's very much my approach to I think if you are a runner or someone who works out that's the philosophy that you just intimately understand anyway you know that moment where you want to tap out is exactly the moment where you need to give yourself a slap and get on with it you know um so which I think definitely applies to work um one of the things um when you and I were talking about doing this topic, I mentioned to you Casey Neistat wrote a good... this
0: is always coming through the case studies, bro. man's is shooting from the hip and you just got the references oh. on lock.
1: This is the only one I've found because I thought it, it's like probably the most relevant in terms of, I think, all the points that we're trying to drive home. So if you're not familiar with Casey Neistat, just Google him. Um, he's a filmmaker in New York. He does a vlog on YouTube every day. Um, and I guess vlogging is his main thing at the moment, but he did used to make kind of branded content for brands, if that makes sense. Um, and he got sent, well, you know, always got sent a lot of shit by brands and all this kind of thing. And so would naturally get a lot of emails from people essentially being like uh i want to work with how can i do this and get this brand to pay for it so how can i do what you've done and get this brand to pay for it um how can i travel the world and and get someone to sponsor me and all this kind of thing um and so he wrote and this is this is years ago now that he wrote this probably like 2012 2013 i think but it's a piece on medium if you um google it you'll find it um where essentially I'm, I'm just going to read one paragraph of it. Um, but the lead up to this paragraph is basically that he did the work, right? Like it's not just this kind of shiny end result that you see, that's inspiring you to want to do the same thing. I did the work to get there. The thing that probably gets the most attention for him is he did a project with Nike for when they first did the fuel band, um, and it's now a quite, quite a legendary video with millions upon millions of views. But basically, he took the budget and kind of turned the whole uh, brief on its head and essentially used the budget to see exactly how far around the world he could get and filmed it um, with his friend. And, and they used the fuel band. And it was, you know, anyway, this thing went viral. And it's like a big video that most people will reference when they're contacting him. Um, So anyway, in this piece I'm talking about, he writes about everything that kind of led up to that point. And then this is the paragraph that I think is probably most relevant, where he says, do the work first, create the following in the audience first, prove your value first, demonstrate your understanding of an industry first do all that and then and only then maybe will a company have the confidence in you to provide the freedom Mm. and creative latitude for you to do what you want that will ultimately benefit them and their bottom line. It took me 14 years to understand this and I think that to me when I read this piece and I read it uh, not long after it came out because not that I'm anywhere near the level of Casey Neistat but I would still get those kind of emails from like new bloggers who are kind of like oh how do I get the free shit how do I get on PR lists and I kind of wanted to just uh, send them this link because it's like that's it in a nutshell you have to prove your worth first or the good Mm. shit will come to you once you're worthy of it like you have to put the work in to show that you know what the fuck you're doing and that you're worthy of the spoils that come from that you know what I mean
0: totally and I'm just I'm thinking here, there's something in, in working, you're constantly adding to your, or putting the working, I should say, constantly adding to your personal, professional resume of stuff or shit you can do. Um, Building that up and working on that, like he said, you know, then having someone to have the confidence in you to just take the bat or the budget and run full throttle with it and do it, but there's, elements before you ever then get to the finish line um yeah hold on wait no that's a beautiful paragraph that's actually a really beautiful sentiment um it's got my brain working all over again to be quite honest in that shortcutting things we've i've said you know you miss out what character building and the testing moments is but then in shortcutting shortcutting sorry not putting the work in from an outsider looking in What the fuck do they have to value you? Or why should they invest something in you? And why should they give a shit about what you're doing? Exactly. Um,
1: Just because you think you have all these great ideas. And I think that is, you know, definitely. Uh, everybody's guilty of that to a degree but I think especially this generation coming out of high school university now where they're like eh, I've been on social media for years I know what the fuck I'm talking about I tweet about it all the time I know what I'm doing uh so you should just give me money for that like mm, fucking hold and the fuck I think up. there's no. something
0: I love the point he says about his bottom line um sorry their bottom line the brand's bottom line because in understanding right like businesses and corporations or if you work if you specifically work for someone else right there's a greater need for them to see your process yeah if you're on your own time and this is your thing your hustle you're self-made and that's you and you only have to report to you you're good props to you this cool. part of the advice or what we're saying may not resonate with you because you don't You know, you're not accountable to anyone apart from yourself. That may be a harder challenge. I don't know. Um, But when what someone is giving you, what you have to do for someone else, you're responsible to another person, it's all about putting the fucking work in. There's no bypassing that. There's no bullshitting that. Because particularly... Well, you know, if, if you I, have
1: aspirations of eventually moving up and growing within that company, yeah. yeah. If you just want to sit and be yeah. some kind of desk jockey for the whole your whole life, then cool, just lay back in it.
0: I'm reminded of, like, when I was at uni and I must have quoted something and my supervisor was like, yeah, but where did you get that from? Oh, she's like, no, 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 I need to see the reference point. I need to know where... This is cataloged somewhere else or where the process is, where it's come from for me to buy into that grain of kernel of truth a little bit more. There's something in outlying these things which people buy into and value a lot more. Um, it does hold a lot of weight. It does hold a tremendous amount of weight in not so much proving someone's bottom line, uh, but showing, hey, I went through all of these steps to kind of summarize my opinion and present it back to you. I've put the work in, Yeah. I didn't just bypass it, I didn't shortcut it, I didn't think this is the hypothesis and I'm reminded of that daily um, in my line of work. My boss said something to me, you know, Lamar, yo, I can't see in your head. I know the answer is, is there, is in there but I kind of see, like need to see it laid out on a page or how you've come to this conclusion and I wondered about myself, what part of me was shortcutting the work or whether I just think of the end of the idea rather than all the little bits that um that run up to it uh but there is definitely something to be said about hey you've got to show the building blocks you've got to show the process you have to accumulate a bit of stuff before before someone will have that vote of confidence in you to let you do whatever the hell it is what does it appear what is it in someone else's agenda that they need to see those reference points to kind of buy into you a bit more it's not actually then hard for a generation where we're living in where everything is about curation. and I think there's a point, there's a link here to that we are accumulating wealth and stuff. Um, there's the totally vacuous end of which that 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 plays into like all this stuff we're accumulating and showing for ourselves has no substance to a certain extent. But you're actually we're, we're more poised in a, a place I think now to build a brand, right? And you're actually referencing and building little blocks of yourself, which someone would be like, the reason I'm coming to you for something, right, to write this piece or to rock this garment or to do this is because I've seen what you've been doing. Right. Those are moments where you've shown you've put the work in. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that, what you just said, reminds me of the first season of The Wire, um, which (laughs) frankly... (laughs) Whenever I can get a Wire quote in, I'll do it. Um, the character, and if you haven't watched The Wire, I don't even know why you're listening to this, you. Shame on you. you. I just don't even know. Shame on you. I
0: if you understand. haven't ever watched The Wire, press pause Go do that. right now. Go do that. Unsubscribe.
1: To everything else in life. Says,
0: in your TV room.
1: Calling sick to work for a month. Listen. And just five They'll seasons understand. rock
0: it out. And just do rock the five seasons out. Your life will be forever improved and enriched.
1: It's important. And season two is great. I don't care what you're about to tell me. Season two is fantastic. But anyway, let me not get off point. (laughs) Point is, what you were saying before reminds me of Lester Freeman in season one, where he has that great quote where he says, all the pieces matter, which that really stuck with me when I saw it because he was kind of seen as this you know little house cat he's just been working in some bullshit unit for years and years Um, but he's a true detective in that he really looked into things and he ended up kind of while everybody else was off chasing something that they thought was important Lester was behind the scenes following up something that could have quite easily slipped through the cracks and nobody else connected the dots at all. And he thought, I'm just going to go and look into that. And he did. And that ended up kind of being quite a major break in the case. Um, And he was kind of, somebody asked him like, oh, you've, you looked into that. Why? And he gave this little speech that culminated in essentially all the pieces matter. And I think that that is um, just really relevant to kind of whatever you're trying to build in your life, whatever it is that you're working towards work-wise, career-wise, profession-wise, however you want to phrase it, all of the pieces matter. Learn your shit, do the work, make yourself valuable. And then, you know, oh, my God, man, let me quote Field of Dreams, in fact, because if you build it, (laughs) let me just hold on, one of my favorite quotes of all time, if you build it, they will come. Yes. Mic drop on that shit. Yes. No, I'm
0: whew. in it though. Hold, let me just take a pause. Yeah. Finger
1: click.
0: Finger clicks
1: for that. Because I wholeheartedly
0: believe in what you just said. Yeah. If you build it, they will come. There's elements patience. for people's processes that we don't see. And to bring it back to the point about time, maybe it's also patience. All of um, the patience. Which is a hard lesson to actually realise, you know. Of course. Um and then to repeat and say out loud, but oh, patience, mm-hmm. patience, mm-hmm. my dear friends. Oh, yeah. um, if it will come, if it's meant to happen, it will come to you. But I think what I'm learning more and more is that there's nothing, perhaps there's nothing worse of a ve- of a feeling than tapping out, knowing that you didn't have patience and you didn't try and you didn't put the work in. And just shortcutting everything to that point and just being like, mm, no, I stop. I'm done. I shut down.
1: Yeah.
0: Something you said to me is like, but would you regret it? Would you regret it if you just switched off? Would you regret it if you knew in your heart of hearts you didn't put everything into it to make it viable, to make it happen? So then with hindsight, um, as a bitch of that can be sometimes, you'd look back and you thought, you know what? I did try. I did put the work in. I did maximise the effort and I gave all I could. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't fucking work
1: out but at least you know you tried uh, and you worked
0: for it at least you know you tried i think we have to constantly put ourselves in that position of are we doing that work you know are we doing that work personally within ourselves are we assessing things are we making sure we're trying to put the attention and the time in to get it to where we want it to be uh professionally are we doing that in areas um, of our working lives are we putting that time and detail are we really really focusing on that to get that piece of work to where it needs to be um it all comes with great introspection and I, I, I'm I'm saying this out loud and my mind is going a bit up and down but because of having being someone that's going through that process it's just little things that I I tell myself to remind myself like are you are you going through those steps enough Lamora you know nothing nothing given to you or nothing unwarranted or nothing easy to you is worth obtaining someone just gives it to you on a plate what have you learned from that lesson like is is that is that it um let's not shortcut the work people let's not shortcut the work I'll remember that
1: okay well I think let's wrap it up there it's a nice little bow um (laughs) so I think that hopefully if you're listening to this at the beginning of the week, it's going to give you a little bit of a kick up the arse to do your thing this week, hopefully. You've got five days. You've got five days. Make them count. To make them
0: count, to push yourself, to have faith in yourself, and to demonstrate that you can put the work in. ah.
1: Yeah. Um, do you have a quote to live by this week?
0: Yes, I do. Um, Give it to me now May I give it to your man My quote to live by um, Slash my words of wisdom Come from my cousin Um, Shout out to him Who who In talking about life and work And where we are and what we want to achieve He's like you know what You have to be As in love with the process As the product Boom Absolutely I'll say that one more time you have to be as in love with the process as the product. And I felt that fittingly comes after our discussion about work and the process and time and trying and not shortcutting all of the lessons that could be in the middle. But just to say, there's gonna be little incremental bits that make up the one final end thing. You have to give that attention and nourish it enough to get to the end. Um, so that would be my little words. What about you, Banks?
1: Um, I watched a documentary called Cowspiracy um, last week, which if you haven't watched it, you should. Um, and there's this quote is from some random guy in that documentary. Probably should have written his name down. Didn't. Um, <laughs> he said, um, do what you do as well as you can do it every day of your life i'm just a believer in that i just think if you're going to do something just fucking boss it every day like don't half-ass it that's it's quite simple really thank you random dude from cowspiracy appreciate it
0: we salute you we salute you um
1: so you can follow me on the internet at bangs and a bun on all your favorite social media networks um lamara where can people find you
0: they can find me i don't know if i'm present on them at the moment um but I do exist on Twitter at Lemel underscore P. Maybe I'll be there. Maybe I won't. Sorry, I'm being very incognigro about it. But I'm, I'm I'm going through a digital detox at the moment. I'm trying to pull it back, pull it back. Yeah. Okay.
1: So we're just not gonna give your social media accounts. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, you do not want people to get in touch no, with you I'm there at with all. It.
0: Like at me innit? I'm there. I'm there. I don't know when I'll be back. But I'm, I'm still there there's some there's some stuff you can read
1: all right just talk to me people it's fine I'm very open <laughs> to people tweeting me and things do we have a website yet what's going on with our website
0: yeah it's coming okay. Coming soon
1: coming soon website um but we have a nice little um graphic of us now you may have noticed on the old iTunes and things uh shout out to Danielle feger who did our illustration ba, 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 ba. we um, much
0: appreciate it we do yes we're moving in the stages of being uh, a full entity and more have an have an identity i should say also so shouts to her for that and then you should soon be able to contact us on our own separate twitter because i keep ignoring mine and have a website (laughs) and all of these things it's coming bear with us on the way
1: anyway thanks for tuning in peeps we'll be back at you with a fresh ep next week peace peace